ministering, I'll be preaching on a topic I call, I am not created for reproach. Can you say that? I am not created for reproach. Uh, it's appear only the first one, winner and the wife that are talking. I am not created for reproach. I am not created for reproach. One more time. I am not created for reproach. Hallelujah. Because I am a child of God. And because of the cross, all reproach are gone. Because of the, of the cross, every situation has turned around for my good. Thank you, mighty Father. Father, be glorified. Amen. Let's open this scripture, Isaiah 43, verse 7. And I prove it to you that you are not created for reproach. Amen. Praise God. You see, this mask doesn't make me to recognize people again. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, I, can, I can see Pastor Winner. Praise God. Oh, yeah. Before, before. <laughs> Praise God. You see, God, this is God speaking here. He said, everyone who is called by my name, are you called by his name? Because you are called Christian. So you have been called by the name of the Lord. He said, whom I have created. Were you created by God? He said, I created them for my glory. I can see Pastor Winner doing the juggling there. Because God said, I created you for my glory. He said, those who are called by my name, except you are not called by his name, except you are not created by God. He said, if I have created you and you are called by my name, I have created you for glory. You are not created for reproach. Strange enough, the English dictionary meaning of reproach is very quite different from the biblical meaning of reproach. Praise God. I have to tread gently here, carefully here, because there are two graduates of English in this church that I know. One's name is Victoria, the other one is uh, Gloria. So, so the dictionary meaning, <laughs> the dictionary meaning of, of reproach said to express to someone your disapproval or disappointment of their action. Take for example, they said your friend reproached you for the way you behave. They disapprove you. To rebuke, to correct. That is the dictionary meaning. But the spiritual meaning, the biblical meaning of reproach is different. The biblical meaning of reproach means something that causes you shame. Something that puts mockery on, upon you. Disgrace. Mockery. That you become a laughing stock. A byword of the world. That is what the Bible talks about when it talks about reproach. About God. See, the opposite of glory is reproach. God said, I have not created you for reproach. You are created for my glory. Praise God. There was a time the people of Moab and Ammon, they were given Israel problem. Let's go to Sephaniah chapter 2, verse 8 to 9. Sephaniah chapter 2, verses 8 to 9. I know those are those. Areas of scripture you hardly read. Some people's area, that in that area will be so new. 
And I, I read why you are why you are looking for it. Sephaniah so so, so is in the Old Testament. <laughs> Praise the Lord. One of these minor prophets. He said, God was talking to Moab and, and the people of Ammon who are threatening Judah. He said, I have had the reproach of Moab and the insult of the people of Ammon with which they have reproached my people. God said, I'm listening now. I made arrogant threats against their borders. Verse 9. He said, he said Moab and Ammon, you are threatening my people. He said, you are making arrogant threats. You know, arrogant threats are, what, what can you do? Who be you? Who you be? Praise God. Look at what God said he's going to do. He said, therefore, as I live, and you know God will forever live. He was there yesterday, today, and forever he'll be. He has existed before existence. He creates all things. He exists to give you existence. So as long as I live, says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel. You see, when, the, when you read the Bible and you hear the Lord of hosts, that is the military name of God. When the Bible used that name, you want to fight. So, Lord of the God of Israel, surely Moab shall be like Sodom. He said, those who are threatening my people want to put reproach. You remember the story of Sodom? He said, they will be like Sodom. And the people of Ammon, like Gomorrah, which means they will be destroyed. Overall with weeds and salt pits and a perpetual dissolution. The residues of my people shall plunder them and the remnant of my people shall possess them. He said, those who want to put reproach upon your life. Those who want to make you to become an object of mockery. Those who want you to live a life of shame and disgrace. He said, I will fight them. They will become like Sodom and Gomorrah. Amen. 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 So be it. But remember, say, my people, as long as you remain a member of the people of God, that scripture will work for you. He said, this is coming. He said, overrun with weeds and salt pits. The place will become desolate. That will be weed. Then he changed his mind again. He said, like salt pits. You know, salt pits. In the, in the biblical time, when you capture a place, when you capture, and you want to mess up the place, they put salt everywhere. Nothing will grow there again. Because nothing can grow in salt. So God said, initially they said they'll be weed. He said, okay, maybe, maybe they can clear it and plant. He said, I put salt in there. The play becomes useless. Whosoever, every power, any authority that want to make you a subject of mockery, that will be their portion. In the mighty name of Jesus. Because God has created you for glory. Nothing will take away the glory of God in your life. You see, the Moabites and the Ammonites, they were, so, they were the descendant of Lot. Lot was the nephew of Abraham, the patriarch of Israel. They were supposed to love Israel, but they hated them. When they were coming from the Egypt, from the land of Egypt, Israelite, these people, they did not give them hospitality. They refused them. Remember, it was the king of Moab, that Balak, that sent from, for Balaam to come and curse Israel. So they hated Israel. And God said, be careful what you do to my people. If you want to put reproach upon them, I will fight you. Whenever you read the Bible and you see the Lord of hosts, that is the military name of God. He wants to fight all your people. 
Praise God. So, the biblical meaning of reproach is, is, is that anything that wants to cause you to be ashamed, anything that wants to put disgrace upon your life, anything that wants you to become a subject of mockery, Reproach will put dishonor upon your life. You will become irrelevant in the community. That is what reproach does to a man. In the book of Genesis chapter 30, we start reading from verses 22 to 23. In Genesis, remember Jacob has two, uh, uh, two wives, uh, Rachel and, uh, and uh, uh, Leah. He loves Rachel so much, he was the, the official first lady. He gave, he gave Rich everything she wanted. But Rachel was a non-entity in the community. You know why? Because she was barren. In that particular community by then, they believe any woman that is barren is caused by the Lord. Because it is only God that can close and open a womb. So nobody reckoned with her. That's why the fact that the, the husband loves her. See, but when the Lord had her prayer, when the Lord opened her womb, in Genesis chapter 30, verses 22 and 23, look, listen to what uh, uh, Richard said. He, said. he said, the Lord has taken away my reproach. When she became, he said, he said God remember Rachel, and God listened to her and opened her womb. She became pregnant. Next, the next, next one. He said, and she conceived and bore a son and said, God has taken away my reproach. Reproach can be taken away. Reproach makes you to be irrelevant. But God will take it away. I don't know what is your area of barrenness. It may not be physical barrenness. It may be financial barrenness. It may be barrenness of good health. God will take it away in the mighty name of Jesus. There was another woman called Elizabeth. Remember? Elizabeth, the wife of of Zechariah. The Bible says both herself and the husband, they were aged, they were old, and they don't have child. But when the Lord had her prayer, in Luke chapter 1, verse 25, listen to, when they want to do the, the when she gave back to John the Baptist, praise God, when they were about to do the, the, the day of the child dedication, Elizabeth said, he said, thus the Lord has done for me. In the days when he looked on me to take away my reproach among my people. So which means the woman, wherever he goes, if he eats too much, then that's what he can do. If you wear, buy a new clothes, that's all he does. Whatever he do, we never gain approval. She is being judged and measured on the basis of her situation. I don't know how people have been judging you that is unpleasant. In the mighty name of Jesus, the same God that removed the reproach in the life of Elizabeth will take away your own reproach. In the mighty name of Jesus. Reproach is anything that makes you a laughing stock, an object of mockery. When the situation of, of your life is contrary to what God created you to be, that is a reproach. When the situation of your life does not give the testimony that the call you serve is a good call, that is a reproach. In Joel chapter 2, as we start reading from verses 15 to 17, there was a time see, God has pre warned Judah that be careful, you're going to commit sins, I'm going to hit you. Right? And they did not change. So, 
Prophet Joel saw problem coming. He saw the war of God, the punishment, judgment of God coming upon Judah. Look at what he said. I started reading from verse 15. He said, blow the, the trumpet in Zion, consecrate a fast, call the sacred assembly, gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children and the nursing baby, let the bridegroom go from the, his chamber, the priests who minister to the Lord. We, he said, everybody, the young, the young, even the baby. Simon, you see now, he said, baby can fast too. You're going to fast. Praise God. He said, gather everybody. Let them go and make noise to the Lord. Let them cry to the Lord. Let them weep between the porch and the altar. Let them say, spare your people, O Lord, and do not give your heritage to reproach. Because they know if the judgment of God come upon the land, people will laugh. And he said, the he said don't let the nations rule over them. Now, now listen to this. Say, Why should they say among the people, where is their God? See, when you are in a situation that makes people to question, do you really serve God? It's a reproach. My wife is, is a British citizen. But I struggled to take my residence permit. It took me eight years plus. You remember this church? I was running from pillar to post. I was working as if I wasn't working because the solicitor were taking my immigration solicitor. You know, they knew my, once they knew your situation was critical, they give you any bill. But I can't complain. And I remember somebody, the person I really suffer for the person, any, any situation that concerns him, I carry it in my head. He said the statement in my native language, but he didn't know I was here. He said, a prophet that cannot hear himself. And that statement hit me. I didn't know it was a blessing. So I took the statement to God. I said, this is what they say about me. Now show yourself mighty. Don't let the world say, where is my God? Because the immigration issue has become a reproach. Two months later, the same story changed. The same application paper that was rejected became accepted. In fact, when I reapplied, it was photocopied because my original one was in Ireland. When I brought the photocopy and I told the solicitor, he said, he thought, this way, are you mad? When you did the original, original, they turned it. I said, just go ahead. He said, which you can? I said, that's what God told me. He said, well, it's, it's money. And before you know it, they give you your bill. And I got it. So, though any situation that you are that is making people to challenge, where is your God? It's a reproach. But God is able to turn it around. God is able to trade away your sorrow and change your story. It's a game changer. The Bible says, Daniel 2.21, one of the favorite scriptures of uh, Uncle Samson, it changes time and season. God is still in that business to take away reproach, to change your season of hardship to a season of beauty. Somebody say, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hmm. A reproach will shut your mouth when and where you are supposed to be talking. 
Elikana. Elikana. She, he has two wives, Tainaina and, uh, and uh, Hannah. Tainaina was like a pig. Every day, boom, he started hearing children. Hannah didn't have. And the Bible said, Tainaina will Hannah, he, push, he will provoke her. She will say a lot of things. But Hannah can't talk. Not because Hannah loves peace, but her situation shut her mouth. Because if she fights back, they say, ah, that is the only thing she knows how to do, fight. Anything she do, people will judge her on the basis of her problem. I, I was telling you a story in the first service. I, I knew a guy was working as a security boy in, in the car park and somebody did something wrong I said oh, move your car the guy said it was, uh, came out of the car he gave him the security boy's dirty slap wow no more thing was for this guy to fight back but he cannot fight back because he knew police will come and he didn't have papers one thing will lead to another thing so his mouth was shut Reproach makes you keep quiet when you are supposed to be talking. Not because you cannot talk. But when God answered Hannah's prayer and she gave birth to Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 1, look at what she said. 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 1. And Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoices in the Lord. My horn is exalted in the Lord. My mouth is enlarged. Now I can talk. I can talk back. May the Lord open your mouth. May you talk back. May you have a situation to talk back. Your mouth will be enlarged. You will talk back. You will sing back. You will dance back. In the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody say amen. But before she can talk. Because of reproach. Because of reproach. Because of reproach. Reproach will make you to hide in the corner when you are supposed to be showing your head. They say, who's talking there, you hide. Who is there, you can't talk. The Bible says in 1 Samuel 17, for 40 days and 40 nights, Goliath threatens, insulted, to curse Israel. Nobody can talk. Because they cannot fight back. Terror of situation will oppress you. Then you say, I leave everything for, for God in a lie. It is because you cannot. I will have people say, uh, let me look speaking in English. I leave them for God. I, at least I left it for God to judge. It's a lie. Inside you, you are boiling. You feel like, but you cannot because of your situation. Because there is a limitation that has pinned you down. And you know if you dare, you will be in trouble. That is bigger than what they are doing to you. Israel cannot, cannot talk until when a young guy came. The one who knows that he has a covenant relationship with God. He look at Goliath and say, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Who dare to defy the name of the Lord? May God bring you to that level that you will realize who you are in the Lord. May the Lord change your story. And the story of Israel changed that moment. The same Goliath became a carcass. Do you know that when David threw that stone and Goliath fell down, 
he died. David did not have anything with him. He used Goliath's own sword to cut off Goliath's head. Kataraba. What a beautiful way of beating your enemy. The, you will, the Lord will put you in a situation that you will use the enemy's instrument, the enemy's battle materials, his effort, everything that he has to destroy the enemy in the name of Jesus. David did not borrow anything. The same weapon of the enemy that is what he used to destroy the enemy. Reproach will stain your white garment. Reproach will give you a name that is not palatable. Unpleasant name. The barren woman. The woman with the issue of blood. Batimus, the blind man. Or Akindro, the boy with immigration problem. The, the lame man at the beautiful gate. These are not pleasant names. Reproach will give you that name. But God, Jehovah, is able to turn things around. Reproach will make you think less of yourself. I'm not saying you are thinking of God now. You look lower than what you feel. You make you to feel unworthy. Who am I? I, 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 I remember one story. I, I, I told you in the first... First, first uh, uh, service. I would be in the bus, no, no bus, in the morning. You know these Yoruba people with tribal mark. Eh? Uh, early in the morning, they will be showing uh, shoe stick. They will be talking. Uh, you know the last sala, the last uh, this thing. When I went to Nigeria, when I did this, and I would say, who this one can I cannot speak English, can travel, and I can. I have all the degrees, and I cannot move. It was, ah, you see, you see the last Allah, the last layer, the last, all these Muslims. Uh, and I, when I was in Lagos, when I was in Abekuta, when I was, and I would say, hey, see me, see trouble. I am here locked down. <laughs> I, you, you understand? So I take law of myself. You want to buy something? I say, I say, if I even buy, I don't even know if immigration is taking me tomorrow. I won't. You, you understand? There are certain things you need to experience to know what it is. That is why it, when you can't say people, when you advise people, be careful not to jump to scripture every time. Somebody lost her son. You say, uh, all things work together for good. Which good? Have you lost yours? Have you been there before? There are certain things you need experience to talk about. You can encourage people, but don't just say, what is, what is, uh, it's not a big deal. Which, what? Have you been there? It is only a woman that knows what loneliness is. Somebody is not married and you say, ah, he's not been married, sister, it's not everything. So what is okay? Have you been there before? Praise God. Hallelujah. So reproach makes you to feel unworthy. You think your value reduces it in your thinking. In Psalm 44, verses 15 to 16. Let us see how the psalmist think here. Psalm 44, verses 15 to 16. We are going to pray very soon. The psalmist was reading. He said, my dishonor is continually before me. And the shame of my face has covered me. His situation has taken over his brain. Continue. Sixteen. Okay. 
just to paraphrase it, he said, everything I think about is my situation. And he doesn't see is a way forward. So your thinking become of yourself become reduced. You see, God knew this mentality that when you have it, this reproach mentality, you can't do much. When Israel left Egypt, the moment they crossed over Jordan to the promised land, before they started possessing the promised land in Joshua chapter 5, God said, call Joshua, said, circumcise these people. said, this day I've taken away the reproach of Egypt from you. Because he knew they came out with a slave mentality. Because and they were in slavery for four or something years. Their great-great-grandfather, generation, four generations were there. So they are used to this is how to be treated. They didn't know anything different. John, yes, sir. Take that one. Yes, sir. That is what the way they grew up. They didn't say anything different. So it wasn't to them oppression. It was a normal ways of life. Because that is what they grew up knew. So God knew before these people come conquer the new land. He took away the reproach. And the same thing, you and I, as Christians, to possess that which the Lord has for us, the reproach of sin has to be taken away. You know why? Because God said we have all fallen short of his glory. The reproach. So God knew the impact of reproach in their life. So I quickly run through what are the causes of reproach in one's life. Number one is sin. Proverbs 14.34 It says, righteousness exalts a nation. Sin is a reproach. Sin will bring reproach upon your life. Number two, affliction brings reproach. There are some affliction when it comes to the life of a man. In, in Matthew 17, verses 14 to 18, we read a story of a man, that, a young boy that has uh, epilepsy. He's fallen in fire, we fall on that. It is an, do you know how his parents will feel? I remember 1987, I will never forget, in my town. One young pretty girl, she will be about 24, 25, in the market place. She fell down running on for with epilepsy. And everybody ran for cover. Because back home, our idea is that when somebody has epilepsy and fell down, it shouldn't stand up in your presence. And I would try, I remember, I was teaching, but in secondary school, I was driving my principal car and I parked. And I rushed. People say, go, don't go. I said, I did, the empathy was too much. And I carried the poor girl. I carried her. I put her in the car. And I said, do you want me to call you, carry you to the hospital? I said, no. He said, come on the switch off. Stop. They become normal. So I took her to her house, and I made sure there was someone, someone in their house. Because she can commit suicide. In the market, can you the shame? So affliction can bring reproach into your life. There's a, I, love, I love to go to this, but I'm, I'm short-sighted. I can't sit in the stadium to see. I love to go to the stadium. I need to sit very close to the television. It's an affliction. It's a reproach. And it hurts me, it pains me. There are certain things other people do. I can't, I can't drive, even drive. Do you know how I feel? That I need to lean on somebody to take me to where I want to go. Affliction is a reproach. But the Lord is able to turn it around. Then the attack of the enemy. Because I know everything is affliction, we think about the enemy. I intentionally left it last. The attack of the enemy can bring affliction upon your life. 
In 1 Samuel, you don't need to read it. 1 Samuel chapter 11, verses 1 to 3. There was a king called Nahash, the king of the Ammonite. He told the people of Jabesh Gilead. He threatened them. He said, you are going to serve me. And this is what I will do if you don't want me to trouble you and take your land. He said, all the male in your city. He said, I will remove their right eyes. One. He said, so that I can put a reproach upon Israel. The enemy can do that to you. The enemy may not remove your eyes physically. There are some spiritual ways they can attack you. But God is God. He will fight on your behalf. In the mighty name of Jesus. He will fight on your behalf. Affliction. Lack can cause affliction. In 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 1 to 7, there was a woman. She owed someone. And the, 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 the creditor came and said, I'm going to take away your, your family. That is a reproach. But God is able to deliver. So how, what do you do to rescue yourself from this affliction? Number one, if, it is, if your affliction is caused by sin, repentance. Righteous living. Many Christians struggle with reproaches. But the finished work of Jesus on the cross can roll this dark cloud away. When you live a holy life, it helps to take away affliction. Then desperate and effectual prayer we help you to. Hannah and Rachel, if you read, if you read, their, read their story, they prayed. There was a time Hannah, the Bible says Hannah was praying and she was crying. And the, the, the pastor said, this guy is, are you, why are you, are you drunk in the morning? That's something they call liquid prayer. I told you a testimony, Pastor Lawrence's testimony here, that one day he was looking for, he was praying for a job for his wife for a long time. He said he was kneeling down on the altar here crying, tears, tears coming. See, it is easy for a woman to cry because by nature they are emotional. But when you see a man crying, it's like a caterpillar. <laughs> Praise God. So by that time, you lose all your dignity. You don't care. He cried. Liquid cry. So if you want your affliction to be rolled away, you need to cry to God. Then finally, you need the mercy of the Lord. Luke chapter 1, verses 57 to 58. I want you to put that one there and we pray. I want Brother uh, Tunde to join me. Luke chapter 1, verses 57 to 58. You see, you know the story of Elizabeth. The woman that was very old before she gets birth. You see, oh, what is wrong with her? When she finally gets birth, on the day of the, what we call it, the child dedication, he said, now Elizabeth full time came for her to be delivered, and she brought forth a son, yeah? When her neighbors, listen to this, and relatives heard how the Lord has shown great mercies. It is the mercy of God that takes away reproach. It is the mercy of God that brings answer to your prayer. It is the mercy of you. You and I, we don't qualify for anything. Mercy. There's no door, the key of mercy cannot open. Stand up on your feet. Cry to God today, Lord. I don't know what you are passing through. God be merciful unto me and help me. God be merciful unto me. Take away my reproach. Take away my pain. Take away my reproach. I don't know what you are struggling with.